This is the After Hours Director Spotlight, presented by Amro Music. It's the podcast where we chat with music educators to celebrate the joy of teaching music and learn about strategies for success. In this episode, Nick Averwater continues his conversation with Richie Williams. He's the director of bands at Paragould High School in Paragould, Arkansas, a small town in northeast Arkansas. Despite the size of the school district, it has won five consecutive state marching band championships, which, as Richie explains, creates its own set of challenges. Richie had so much to share that it wouldn't all fit in one episode, so we're presenting this conversation in two parts, and this is part two. Do you feel like the expectations on you personally have grown as the program's success has grown too? Oh, yeah. It, it's... it's um... Um, I was watching a uh, documentary on Nick Saban the other day, and uh, I'm not a not a fan of the, of Alabama, but I am a fan of Nick Saban, and, and I've uh, just reading, you know, reading and studying him. Uh, and he'll tell you, you know, the 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 joy of not losing sometimes gets better than the than the joy of winning because it's like, okay, okay, you know, we you know I, I, we we didn't we didn't fail today. So for me, I always have to kind of take a step back and go, okay. I don't want to get to the point where uh, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. I'm not enjoying, you know, us having success and things like that. Uh, so I would say, are the expectations bigger on me now than what they were? You bet. And because here's the deal, you know, once you create that monster, you got to keep feeding that monster. And and that monster is, you know, parent expectation. I have lots of parent expectation. If we don't, if we don't win by a certain point total in a marching competition, oh my gosh, you know, like you know, we're not doing as good as we should. You know, if if we're not putting as many kids into all state, all region, you know, I start hearing, you know, you know, chitter chatter, you know, from from parents and from students. And so, you know, there, 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 there is those expectations there that are going to come on you once you have that success. And what you've got to do is you got to be able to 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 say, okay, and take a step back and go. Yes, we do have expectations. We need those expectations. We need that pressure because I believe it, it drives us to be uh, to be better directors for our students and, and, and for ourselves. And so you just got you got to learn how to balance that because it, it can eat you alive. It can eat you alive. Well, and I suspect in addition to combating the growth of the expectation, the other side of that double-edged sword is the growth of complacency. I mean, you have seniors who have never not won a state marching contest. Yeah. And at some point, have you ever seen the thought creep in? Like we always win state. This is what we do. And maybe we don't have to work as hard because this is what we do. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you this and I'll come back to state, but there have legit been times that we have not had a good week or, you know, several practices. And I've gone into, and I've told the staff, I was like, you know what? I hate to say this, but I hope somebody kicks our tail this weekend, just so it just like you know, wakes us up. Uh, and we've had that happen a few times. Uh, been very fortunate it had in the state, obviously, but uh, <clears throat> no, we uh, it we, we had a student transfer in uh, from another school, and I asked her this year. I said, "What's what's the difference in in in, in this program and where you were?" And she goes, "She goes, it's just shows the mentality of like, hey, we're going to go to work and we're going to go in state." You know, and it's just there's that there's that there's that you know belief and there's that passion and there's that want to and that drive that that student said that they didn't have in this other program that they were in, and so it's it's definitely it's one of those we talk about that a lot and we're like hey just because you won state 
just because you've got all these props, just because you hit this nice 18 wheeler and you've got all this, you know, support, that doesn't mean, you know, that's going to, you know, mean you're going to have that success. You got to keep working for it. Uh, and I'm, you can imagine, I mean, as soon as I feel anything creeping in, it's one of those, we all need to sit down on the ground and then let Mr. Williams just kind of <laughs> just remind us of what we need to be doing and where we're going. Uh, so, and the kids always respond and we've been, so we've been very fortunate. Yeah, that's great. I, you know, that, that is, I mean, you, you brought up Nick Saban and of course you and I are both college football fans, not Nick Saban fans. We're both Tennessee fans. We've talked about that tough time to be a Tennessee fan, tough but that's time. a slippery tough slope. Time, but I, th- I think one of the things that from a sports fandom we can respect is Nick Saban's consistency of winning. And I think a lot of people look at that in, in kind of in awe to say at some point you think the complacency would set in and, and he hasn't allowed that to happen. And, um, but as a leader myself, I, I have a tremendous amount of respect because you just think at some point people would slip a little bit, but he doesn't do it. And, and so I can tell you're studying him trying to trying to learn those techniques. Well, and one of his, you know, one of his secrets, too, and, and we all can't change our assistant directors or our whatever. But one of the things that he does is he, he, he keeps he keeps fresh ideas, whether it's a, it's a new coach or he's, he's talking to somebody else. He just he changes it up. He, he, he adapts. Uh, year to year and he doesn't keep doing the exact same things and so that's how again he keeps it fresh so that, and that's what I tell my assistants all the time like we need to always be challenge ourselves to find what's what's some new way we can we can do this you know what's some new way we can you know reach our kids and inspire them and get them fired up yeah that, I think that's so important if you could go back and have a conversation with your younger self I suspect you look back and you have m- memories that make you cringe and you go golly I did not handle that well Tell us about some of those moments and what you would have done differently and what advice you would give your young self. Uh, well, when I, <laughs> first of all, I, I would have uh, uh, gone to class a lot more the first time in college. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would have got out a lot sooner and would and be at a, at a uh, later, I could be retiring a lot sooner, if you know what I mean. So, uh, but anyway, I had a great time in college, but uh, that's, that's definitely one I look back on in my professional life. Uh, when I came into Paragool, I was a gunslinger. Mm-hmm. I'll just tell you that. That's, there, there, you know, there's no other way to, to say it. I didn't care what people thought about me. I didn't care what they thought about the program. And I was coming in, I was like, here we come. There's a new sheriff in town. And we're just going, we're going, we're, we're, just, you know, we're going to do what we want to do, how we want to do it and when we want to do it. And, you know, that was a good and bad. It, so it really, it established, okay, here's, this is, this is, a new direction, but then you talking about successfully, you know, pushing and alienating every director in this region, in this state away from me, man, I'm, I, I, my reputation was just awful. Uh, and I would, you know, go to football games and, and I didn't care if the other band was playing. We, we, you know, we, we, we would just play over them. Uh, I didn't care about when we went to, you know, to, to marching competitions. We weren't, uh, you know, we, we, we were, all about us and we weren't about our, you know, our competition and everybody else. And so that was, uh, if I could go back, you know, I was very fortunate, Tim Hendricks, uh, he and I were college, uh, you know, roommates and, and friends all through college. And he's, he, he came and taught with me my third year and he and I, I mean, he was, he, he was the, the, the eye opener. He and I sat down and he goes, Richie, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, we, you know, this is not who you are that you, you need to like, take a step back and really see, you know, what you're doing. And so that for me, that was kind of, that was a turning point in my you know, professional career going, okay, 
this is not, yeah, you're right. This is not who I am. It's not, you know, how I, how I need to be. And I kind of see, kind of saw myself in a different light at that point. So that was, uh, if I could give advice <laughs> to young teachers, and that is um, find those mentors out there who can, who, you know, who can really give you some great advice and don't alienate yourself, not just in the, in the, the band directing community, but don't alienate yourself at your school. You know, and, and, you know, I, I'd send kids to class late, you know, I'd hold them over, keep them in rehearsals and things like that. And so then I'm upsetting the teachers and then they're like, okay, he doesn't respect my time. So, you know, <clears throat> I wouldn't take care of the little things that, you know, the principals, no one's ever going to get mad at you for playing, you know, too many, you know, Sousa marches, you know, they're going to get mad at you for not doing your lesson plans and, you know, not taking role and doing things like that. So don't alienate yourself and just thinking it's all about you and it's all about your program because, Believe me, take it, take it from me. That's it, it will get you nowhere fast. <laughs> yeah. So um, I have to imagine that there were key relationships that you look back on and say, my program would not have been successful at the level that it's in if I did not um, grow and develop this really key relationship. And, and you know, we, we love to talk about our superintendent, but you you grew or you arrived with a hesitant superintendent. Take me through the relationships that for you were so important over the years that you foster and develop and um, allow to be a part of your program. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, you know, that my first superintendent, you know, was not a good relationship, um, but very fortunate that uh, our assistant superintendent stepped up whenever he left and went and went to uh, another school. Uh, and we would not be here today if it were not for Miss Debbie Smith. She was she was voted the number one superintendent in all of Arkansas last year. And there's a reason why. She is just, she is compassionate uh, and very passionate about, about her job and about student success and about teacher success and, and recognizing um, opportunities to, to, you know, to, to help out, you know, programs that, that, that she sees, you know, that, that are going in the right direction. I think she definitely understands that, uh, that we're probably, I think the banner program for the school district. And so, you know, she just gives us a ton amount of, of support, whether that be financial support or whether that be uh, support actually being in person at our marching competitions, coming to concerts, watching us at football games and things like that. You know, she was, she and I sat down and this is very important and I would encourage all directors doing that. She, she and I sat down uh, just like I did with my first superintendent. And I said, Hey, these are things that I want to do. And I promise you, I'll work my tail off to make these, these things happen for not only for students success, but for the success of the school district. Uh, and I think doing that, she saw, okay, here, here's some, here's somebody I can get on, get on the back of and, uh, and, and help, you know, drive us to a, a new level. Yeah, that's great. I know the superintendent position is so important. And of course, they have so many um, constituents that they have to answer to, you know, between the school board and the various principals and the parent groups and the students groups and the, and the government agencies. And I mean, they just have so many constituents that want to reach out and give their opinion, sometimes solicited, sometimes unsolicited about how a school district or their their school should be run. How, what steps would you say are necessary in order to foster that important relationship? I mean, you talked about that initial meeting where you had the conversations about their expectations and your expectations. What are some of the other ways that you, you foster that important relationship? Well, she and I, she and I meet regularly. Uh, we, I, I try to, I try to visit with her just, we're just a one-on-one meeting at least once a semester. 
Uh, and and we when we talk about expectations, we talk about goals. And I always ask her, what can I do better? You know, and that's the same thing I do with my principals. I even sat down with my athletic director and do that at least twice a year. And I'm always like, hey, what are things that I need to do better? You know, what are things that what are things that you think would would benefit your program or benefit you know the school or or whatever? Uh, and I think just not again not being all about yourself and being about your program because yeah that that is what we do. I mean you know we're we're the director of bands and yeah we're in charge of our program, but what can what can we do to to make it you know a better experience for everybody? And I, I think that you know just them seeing that and seeing that and it's not just about me it's about us. You know I think that's has, has, has definitely been a, a catalyst for our success here. Yeah, I, I love that question. I mean, at, at its root, I mean, you, you mentioned that, and I tend to agree that your program is probably the marquee program in your school district. And you're talking about a director who has now won five consecutive state championships. I suspect none of your other sports teams or athletic programs there at Paragould have the same claim that they can make. But you're humbling yourself and saying, what can I do to help you? How can I help you be more successful as an athletic director, superintendent, a principal? Then you just talk about an alignment of efforts so that we're all working on the same team. I absolutely love that question uh, and, and would encourage any young directors or anybody else um, to use that because that's really insightful, Richie. That's great. Yep. And even, and, and even older directors, I mean, even those that have been teaching a while, you know, again, we, we all get in our rut and we get in our routine and this is what we're going to do and this is what we're going to do. I promise you, man, you reach out and, if you would go play a couple volleyball games and a couple basketball games, I mean, if you're not already doing that, I mean, you'll, you'll be amazed at the support of the athletic parents that you're going to get. And I mean, things are just going to start rolling for you and, and pick up steam for you. I promise you. Yeah, that, that's so great. And, and we see that. I mean, I don't think that's unique to education. I think that <clears> being a, a productive coworker in a community, what can I do to help the team succeed? I mean, who doesn't want that kind of team player on their team? And you're just taking that in the perspective of a band director. And then the cool thing is, uh, uh, is when you do that, when things don't go your way, okay, then you're able to come back and, and, and have a, have a better footing and a better standing and say, Hey, I, you know, and I'll, I always say this to, to anybody. I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna go along to get along guy. I will make it work for the team, but I just want to voice my opinion about this. And, you know, I think this could be, and I, you wouldn't be you'd, be you'd be shocked how many times the they've reversed a decision and go okay yeah he's right you know richie's he's you know he's the band's done this or that and so and so that's can work in your advantage as well yeah absolutely so richie now i mean you guys have had a, a lot of success what are the things that it, that as it relates to this job that that challenge you and they that keep you up at night um seeking answers Oh well, you know, for for me, it's it's. Uh, I never want to. I never want to get burnt out. I never want to get to the point where, uh, like I said earlier, I never want to get to the point where I'm not excited about something that we accomplished. That's something that our kids do. I I, I never want to get to the point where, as soon as we're done with that, we're like, okay, whew, that's we're done with that. Now let's let's start the next five things we've got to do. And and I I have felt myself over the years get to that point. In, in, in certain aspects of the program. And I, and I always have to just kind of take a step back and go, okay, wh what do I need to do different? You know, what, you know, and I, I just sit down with the staff and we just go, okay, guys, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. Are you feeling this too? Okay. Now what do we need to do different? And, and, and let's change it up, you know, because we, I, I, I never wanted to get to the point where I'm like, 
<sighs> I taught for 14 years, man, I've got 14 more to go. Am I going to make it? You know? And so, <laughs> and I know that's, I know that's easy. Uh, it's easy to do. I remember early on in my career, I remember I had a, uh, uh, another band director said to me, he says, man, you better be careful. You're you're headed for burnout real quick. And, and I was like, nah, I'll never get burnout. And I'll never forget. It was a few years later. I was kind of like, okay, this is, whew, you know, to, to keep up this, to keep this up, I've got, I've got to make some changes. I got to, I got to change some things, whether it's in my personal life or whether it's, uh, you know, something to do with the band. So for me, it was like, okay, I need to start figuring out more opportunities, uh, outside of band that just kind of take my mind off a of band. And so I started traveling more and I started like, again, I started mowing more yards and just kind of just doing things to get my mind off that. Um, spent more time in my personal life with my kids, you know, and, and, and just trying to make sure I'm, I'm there for them. Cause I was, I was starting to see, okay, I'm starting to miss some things here that's going on with them. So, you know, my daughter, she's in the eighth grade. Uh, she's about to turn 14 next week. My son's uh, he's in third grade and he's nine. And, you know, she's really involved in basketball and volleyball. My son's involved in football and, and, uh, and basketball and baseball. So I've, I've really, over the past few years, tried to be at more of their things and kind of go, okay, band can wait. You know, we can still have success and we have, uh, but I don't want to miss these things. I don't want to miss life because I don't want to look back as my mom. She always warns me because she knows how passionate I am about teaching. And, and but she's like, better watch it. You know, you don't, you don't want to miss this because it's going to be gone in the blink of eye and it's, it's flown by and really has. So I would encourage whether you, if you, if you have kids or if you're a young director and you know, you're young in your career, find some outlet or outlets outside of band uh, to kind of help you not get burnt out because you it can yeah. happen quick. Yeah. I think that's so great that you, you make a cognizant effort to look for the warning yellow lights when they come on. And when they do, you don't wait till the light to turn red. And when the light turns yellow, you step back and you say, we better evaluate this. Cause if I keep on this track, something's going to happen that could be detrimental to me, to my program, my family, my health. And I don't need to let it get to that point. Exactly. And so I think that's such good advice again, not just as it relates to being a band director, but just as a human being, because I think we all feel those stresses in, in particular ways. So, man, that's great. And then I, Richie, I got one more question for you. Um, and one of the things that I have respected just getting to know you and particularly, I mean, here's hoping it right now, as we record this, we're at the end of 2020. It has been a year that uh, none of us will forget, but um, hope to never relive. But your, your relentless positivity has been inspiring. I mean, you just absolutely, every time I talk to you, it seems like you're a beacon of light, encouraging others saying, we're going to do this. We're going to make the best out of it. Um, how do you keep so positive when everything around you have every reason to be negative? Yeah, I guess I've always been a glass half full kind of guy. I, you know, I always think the best in everybody. Uh, and sometimes that's been detrimental to me, but always, uh, uh, you know, as, as I tell my kids, I'm a man of a thousand chances. I mean, you can mess up and, you know, I'm going to get on to you, but, but I know we've all made mistakes. I know we've all had errors and thank God I've had people in my life that have, you know, been there to support me. And, and even when I've been down, I've made mistakes that, you know, they've picked me back up. So I've always kind of saw myself as a person that, that I need to be that kind of guy to everybody else. And I need to be that guy, not only, you know, in, in band directing, but just in, in my personal life, you know, and, and, you know, and not to, you know, bring religion into it. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm an Episcopalian and I, I just think, you know, the best in everybody. I think, you know, I'm all about peace and, and joy and love, you know, you know, 
And, you know, the two commandments that I, that I live my life by is, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and, and your strength, and then love your neighbor like you love yourself. And that's just, you know, those are things that I just, uh, those are my mantras that I, I really try to live my life by. And I hope, I hope I have, I hope I do. I, I have no doubt about that. And and I know your students, although they might not be expressing it to you right now, I, I know they're going to look back at this kind of dark period in their lives. I mean, you're, you're talking about kids who are losing <clears throat> years and experience in schooling and all of that stuff, but I know that you're going to be a, a beacon of light because you've worked your can off and, and you have held your kids to their expectations and you want to run out and you want to state championship. And quite frankly, you brought a sense of normalcy that I know everybody was seeking during this period uh, right now. And they'll look back on that and they'll frown about 2020, but I know they'll smile about being in the band. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, our first state championship, uh, cause it meant a lot to me because, you know, I, I was, it was integral on, on being on, on the committees that helped get that started. And so, uh, but this state championship to me, uh, other than that first one, just really meant, means, means the most because, you know, defying all the odds and, and having so many directors and so many parents and, and patrons and everybody saying that this couldn't happen you know, it wasn't going to happen. And, and just, you know, we, we just we, we just put our head down and we said, you know what, we're, we're going to ignore all the, the, the negativity, all the naysayers, and we're going to do this. And we're just going to, you know, we're going to have a normal year as, as normal as possible. Uh, and the kids, you know, we did our senior speeches at the end of you know, the marching season. You know, every senior got up and said, well, it wasn't the year we all wanted to have, but thank God we had a year. You know, thank thankful we did something, and uh, and and they were you know lot, 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 lots of tears being shed, and and I told them the same thing for concert band next semester. I said, hey, we're gonna keep on, keep on keeping on, even though we you know voted in to you know to back off how much music you you know you have to play and the difficulty of the music. You know, I asked the kids, what do you want to do? And they said, let's keep doing what we've always do. Let's keep doing what you know what Paragill does. And said, okay, here we go. <laughs> Love it. Love that that culture has been instilled in your program so deep that even when they have the opportunity to take their foot off the gas, the students say, no, this is not who we are, but we want to hold ourselves to the expectation. That's when you know your culture has sunk in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, you know, you know, the culture has, has, has sunk in whenever you have coaches, you know, like I did on our campus who come and they say, Hey, you know what? Yesterday I talked about the band in, in our, in our speech and talked about, you know what? that's that's a culture of winning right there that's a culture of success and i was like oh <laughs> that's nice you know it's <laughs> nice when you when, when you have your coaches you know say that <laughs> they're using let's be you, more yeah. like the band team come on guys <laughs> let's let's win like the band that's yeah. when you know you've made it yep that, that's awesome richie well listen i can't say thank you enough for just a few minutes of your time today for your relentless positivity for your leadership in, in, in Arkansas music education. I mean, I know you hold multiple seats on multiple organizations and boards, just trying to elevate the importance of music education in Arkansas. And, and so for all of your contributions and your leadership, thank you from all thank of you. us here at AMRO Music. Well, listen, my friend, it has been a ton of fun just to sit down and, and spend a few minutes hearing about you, about your program some speed bumps you hit along the way, but also uh, a lot of the successes that you all are experiencing now. Thanks, man. It's been great. I really appreciate that. Thank you for, for all that you're doing, Nick. Uh, 
uh, with these director spotlights and, and, and the, the after hours uh, things that you're doing. I mean, it's that's speaks so highly of you and uh, you know, your, your company. I have so much respect for you and for all those that, that you know, that, that work with in the AMRO family, uh, just a top notch class act. And I just want to say thank you for all your support uh, uh, through these resources, you know, for directors. Well, we certainly appreciate that, Richie. Well, for everybody joining us from home, thanks so much. We hope you enjoyed this week's After Hours Director Spotlights. Be sure to tune back in. We've got some more great episodes coming up. But for now, we enjoyed the conversation with Mr. Richie Williams, Director of Bands at Paragould, Arkansas. Richie, thanks again. Thank you. The After Hours Director Spotlight is presented by Amro Music, a family-owned company since 1921. At AMRO, we work with over 600 schools in seven states to bring the joy of music to thousands of young musicians. These partnerships make production of the After Hours podcast possible. Our director services department is ready to work with your school, too. Just email alan at amromusic.com or seth at amromusic.com. You can hear many more conversations with music educators at amromusic.com slash afterhours. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, here are two easy and fast ways you can support the After Hours show. First, your five-star review means a lot as it helps to boost us in the podcast rankings so that other music educators just like you can find us. Second, if you thought of someone that would enjoy this week's content and episode, hey, please share it with them so that they too can be a part of the After Hours community. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week.